0: Welcome to Love in the Air, the podcast that serves up all things tennis. Whether you're a fan of the sport, a seasoned player, or a beginner just starting out, this podcast is just for you. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of the game, from techniques and strategy to the latest news and trends. With expert guests, exciting interviews, and lively discussions, we'll keep you on the edge of your seat and help you take the tennis game to the next level. So grab your racket, tune in, and get ready for some ace content. This is Love in the Air, a tennis podcast. I'm really excited about this episode because on the previous one, I talked about the racket strings and now I'm going to talk about the science of the racket and some of the facts that will help you find the right feel for a racket because most people don't know that they're playing with the wrong frame. As a tennis teaching professional, my job is to have a strong influence on the racket you choose or I see you play with, right? The type of racket that a player uses can have a profound effect on the type of tennis game that you develop. Ideally, a player should use a racket that enhances his or her play. However, if a player ends up with the wrong type of frame, his or her opportunity in the game will have to change to adapt to that type of frame and here are some of the facts that i can share to help you find out what are the right frames for you so basic performance and the frame categories are going to be outlined in just a few seconds and the performance frames for more than a hundred dollars there are basically three main categories of them anything that is over a hundred dollars is gonna follow in these categories. One, game improvement frames. Two, player frames. And three, intermediate frames. So let me cover first game improvement frames. They tend to be more powerful. They are designed to allow a player to generate more power with less effort. When a racket manufacturer designs a new technology to improve the power of a frame, This is the category of rackets to which they usually first add the new technology. These also tend to be the most expensive rackets in the manufacturer's product line. Players with short, slow swings usually prefer game improvement frames. The extra power they generate appeals to them because their strokes do not generate the depth and pace they want, therefore they choose a game improvement frame if you're able to understand what that is and i will cover that a little bit before the end of the podcast two player frames generally they're less powerful they are designed to allow a player with powerful strokes to keep more balls in the court generally these are the frames tour level players use although changes have been made to players frame over the last few years this category experiences the fewest technology changes. In fact, the player's frames built and used today are similar to the ones that were built 10 or 15 years ago. They usually are the least expensive performance frames in the manufacturer's product line. Players with fast, full swings tend to prefer these frames because they frequently want more control on the court they don't want to shorten or slow their strokes. It is too much fun for them to hit the ball hard. So if they can improve their consistency by using a less powerful frame, they will be in heaven. Last and third, intermediate frames, frequently called the tweener frames. They are a balance between power and control, are designed to offer players more control than game improvement frames and more power than player frames make sure you go back and hear that so that you understand the concept. These frames even tend to be priced intermediately, but there is one way in which they can be at the top. They usually are the most popular rackets with more rackets made and sold in this category than either the other two categories. Players with moderate medium swings often prefer intermediate rackets, intermediate frames. They tend to hit too many balls long with game improvement frames and too many short balls with player frames. They usually and they frequently find the intermediate frames offer the best of both worlds more power and more control. So what's a better way to choose a racket? Well, let me get into that. Putting certain player types together with their correspondent racket category is the most basic form of personalizing someone's racket selection. Within each category frame, there are many frames with different characteristics. So to help a player find the right frame within this category, you first have to understand what he feels when he uses the racket. So there are four main characteristics of a frame that most players can feel, and they are power, maneuverability, comfort and shock, and spin. The manufacturers create rackets with varying levels of these performance characteristics, all four of them, by using different specifications that make every racket unique. To effectively help a player narrow his or her choice of frames, you have to understand the specs of a frame and how each spec affects power, maneuverability, shock, and spin. So what are these specs? Specs are all the physical measurements of a frame. Each frame has many specifications, but I'll focus on the seven that are most directly influence the four performance characteristics on a racket that you should understand about what I'm about to share. For example, a player probably won't ask you for a frame that it has a lower swing weight or a balance point. He's more likely to ask for a more maneuverable frame. It is up to you to understand which specs can be altered to enhance maneuverability. So here are the ones in order. Number one, length, which refers to the overall length of a frame, ranges from 27 to 29 inches for adult rackets. According to the ITF rules, 29 inches is the legal limit. Number two, head size. In today's adult racket ranges from 85 square inches to 137 square inches. Number three, stiffness. It refers to how hard it is to bend a racket. A stiffer racket will have a higher stiffness rating. Number four, weight. It refers to the overall weight of a racket. Number five, balance. It refers to the point along the length of the racket where half of the weight is above and half is below. Number six, swing weight. It refers to how difficult it is to swing a racket. It is influenced by the weight imbalance. In other words, the weight and where it is positioned in a racket both determine how difficult it is to swing. A racket with a higher swing weight is more difficult to swing. Number seven, string pattern. Refers to the number of mains and crosses in a racket as well as the spacing of these strings. For the sake of the discussion, I'll be only referring to the number of mains and crosses. So how the specs affect feel. So let me share my thoughts on how each spec is defined and how it affects the power, maneuverability, shock, and span of a frame. All of this information, it is based on the assumption that all the other things remain equal. So when we change the length of a racket, we are assuming that all the other specs of the frame will remain the same. So let me first talk about as the length increases, power increases because of the longer lever that allows the same swing speed to reduce in faster racket head speed. Maneuverability decreases because more weight is positioned farther from the hand, making it more difficult to swing the frame. Shock is reduced slightly because there is more racket material to dampen the shock and the shock must be traveled a little bit further to reach the arm now. Spin is increased because the racket head is traveling at a higher speed. Now let me talk about the head size increase. The power increases because the strings become longer, creating more of a trampoline effect. Maneuverability is decreased slightly because the larger head creates slightly more wind resistance. Shock is decreased because the longer strings create a softer string bed. And finally, spin is enhanced because the gaps between the strings are enlarged, allowing the strings to bite more on the ball better. Now let me talk about the stiffness and when the stiffness increases. Power increases because the frame flexes during the impact. When the frame flexes less, more of the energy from impact goes into propelling the ball. Maneuverability is not affected. Shock is increased because the frame flexes less. More of the impact energy is transmitted into the player's forearm. Spin is increased because the ball on the strings for a shorter time. So the racket causes a glancing blow against the ball and more energy goes into spinning the ball with less energy goes into the ball to propel it. Remember, this only holds true if the stroke already creates some spin. As weight increases, power increases because the racket outweighs the ball to a greater degree. Since the ball weighs less than the racket, it takes more of the abuse from the collision of the frame. Maneuverability is decreased because the racket is heavier. Shock is decreased because the heavier racket can cause more damage to the ball. It's like being in a car accident with a big sports utility vehicle versus a little convertible. The SUV is going to experience less damage because it is a heavier object. Spin is increased slightly because the frame deforms, allowing the frame to strike more of a glancing blow against the ball. As the balance point of the racket moves closer to the head or farther from the hand, power increases because there's more weight in the racket at the point of contact. This is the same concept as hitting a nail with a two pound hammer instead of a two pound stick. The hammer is going to drive the nail much more easily because there's more weight on it and there's more weight on the head of it. Maneuverability is decreased because there is more weight at the point of impact, making the racket seem heavier. Spin is increased slightly because the heavier head makes the frame deform less, allowing the racket to strike more of a glancing blow against the ball. As swing weight increases, power is increased because the racket has more weight closer to the point of contact. This ties it pretty close to the concept of increased weight and higher balance point because both affect the swing weight of the frame and then you have to understand the maneuverability is going to decrease. now. Shock is decreased because there is more weight near the point of contact, making the racket seem heavier. Spin is increased slightly because the frame deforms less and make it more glancing ball against that. As the string pattern becomes denser, meaning there are more strings, power is decreased because the greater number of strings cause a higher string bed stiffness that allows for less trampoline effect. Maneuverability is not affected enough to notice, though some might argue that more strings create more wind resistance. thus reducing maneuverability, most players can't feel the change. Shock is increased because of the increased string bed stiffness created by the more dense string pattern. Spin is decreased because the spaces between the string are smaller and reduce the string's ability to bite on the ball. Now that I've explained all the concepts and their effects on the performance of a frame, it is important to remember that these concepts were explained under the assumption that all things remain the same on the racket when you're trying to make a change. So for example, if I say that a heavier racket is more powerful, it's that it's only true if the swing speed stays the same. In fact, if the heavier racket causes the player to swing to slow down, he or she may actually give less power from a frame depending on how much it shows or how much it slows down. Another example is that a longer racket is not necessarily less maneuverable if it is lighter with a lower balance point. While the price is not a physical measurement of the frame, many consumers consider it to be one of the most important specs. Many consumers also base a big part of making a decision To buy a racket based on how it looks. If they think that the racket looks cool, they will find a way to play with it. However, we don't consider this to be important specs when trying to narrow down a player's choice of frames. I recommend using the specs and tools that I've discussed to narrow down the field three to six strong candidates. Then you should need to consider the price, the color, and the decision to finally make a purchase. So what is my overall message? Demo, demo, demo. All of the information here that I design is to help you narrow down the choices available to you. But there's still one test that is more important than all the rest. The player has to try to play with the rackets. Unfortunately, even with all the valuable information on your side, still comes down to what you think as a player that it feels the best when you play. If you think one racket is better for you than another, it is ultimately going to come down to what you really enjoy playing the most with. Perception is a reality. If a player, or if you believe you will play better with a longer racket, you're probably gonna be right. You're gonna be probably willing and therefore, there's not a whole lot of things that can change your mind to do this. You're going to end up playing with that racket. I can explain the science and the reasoning of a shorter racket, but it's going to be ultimately up to you how it feels. But if you have something in your mind and you think you will play worse with a shorter racket, then you're subconsciously going to make it come true. So I suggest that you, as a player, play with a racket and make a finalist once you start playing with a couple of contenders. You should be able to narrow it down to your favorite, but it's still not time enough to purchase, so demo it. You, as a player, you should be able to have your favorite two or three rackets making before a final decision. A lot of players play better with a new racket because they are concentrating better see if you feel excited about it and see how it feels when you use two or three different times the same frame you should be able to ready you should be able ready and willing to make that purchase i hope this information you find it helpful Please go back and listen to it because all these points, I prepare them with a very thoughtful process in order for me to help you understand how you can elevate your game. I'll see you on the next podcast.